Hello and welcome back to my little corner of Oklahoma education. It's been a couple of weeks. That's technically my first episode of November 2023. Uh, I was recovering from Halloween, maybe? Probably not. I just, uh, I don't remember what I was doing last weekend. I just, uh, by the time I remembered, I, it was a little late and I kind of wanted to go to bed. So, uh, it is what it is. But, um, no, it's been a productive, interesting thoughtful couple of weeks if i'm being honest um uh earlier on right around the halloween time i uh got some appreciation notes dropped off in my box uh, i think it's something the english 2 team does each year uh they're kind of halloween spooky shaped pieces of paper bats and witches hats and pumpkins and we have students who write little notes on them and i always appreciate getting them because it's especially it's like this current group of students who i've only had in class October, like two and a half months. So it's it's good to see or hear that they're um, they're understanding what I'm trying to do. And I say that because some of these uh, notes of appreciation, they're not. Um, we'll just say that our students don't have a high bar to be an all star. I mean, some of them were just, you know, you're relatable. You don't talk down to us. Um, one of them was, you know, that you. You don't just sit at your desk and give us things we don't understand, and and I um I appreciate the notes, but it's also a little bit of a oh man that that kind of stinks that they're um having like that's that's what they're dealing with like that's all I had to do to be like above average in their mind is not talk down to them, um have activities for them to do that kind of change up from time to time and, you know, walk around the room and engage with them. So, I mean, it's not shocking at this point. I, I know through many years of doing this, that that's all it takes. And that's why I do what I do, uh, the activities I do and why I um, wander around the room and I engage. And I know some of them are weirded out by it for the first uh, few days and weeks because they're like, mm, why are you not are you not standing over there in your your part of the room? This is our part of the room. What are you doing over here? But I think they they grow to appreciate it. That I, I come around and check on them. I come around and see what's going on. I come around and like check sometimes of, yeah, I asked you to do this thing. I mean it. Please do the thing. And it's a struggle for some of them because I don't think they have uh, adults, teachers, parents, coaches, whatever that, that follow through. They just give instruction and expect it to be done. So, yeah. I'll keep doing what I'm doing and I'll keep spreading the message to other teachers who want to listen. It's not hard. It's not hard to be a half decent adult in the lives of your students. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on? I had an observer come from one of the local universities. Uh, she was a, a friend of a former student, but she came to observe uh, on one of these Fridays. And it was nice because I. Uh, it's always it's always good to be put in a position to have to explain why you do what you do. I mean, I, I know what I do, what I do, and I know, I, I see why it works, but then putting it into words and trying to explain it to someone else, because I don't, I don't believe I actually know my style, my, uh, my methods, unless I can explain it to someone else. And it always feels good to, to be able to talk about that, you know, why I move here, move there, why I say this, say that, um, why I make the decisions for the different things in my class, uh, because it's a reminder to me that there's a, there's a method to my madness. I think some people just think I'm like the goofy guy or I'm the textbook guy and 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 I am those things but I'm not just those things and it's good to 
have someone sit and observe for, I think it was most of the day, like four, five class periods that uh, she was able to observe. And I'm looking forward to her returning and we can continue the conversation because I want our up and coming teachers to just have a wide variety of um, situations that they've seen because maybe how they've done it how it was done to them in high school or in college or how they were thinking about doing it doesn't have to be the way. There's there's all kinds of ways to get to our students. So I was appreciative of that. And then, I don't know, it's just, uh, I went to I went to the uh, Palm and Cheer. They had their game day regionals competition up in uh, Piedmont. So I went up there and saw that. It was really cool. I got to see some of my uh, former students and current students performing. Uh, both, both groups made it to state, which reminds me, state was like a couple days ago. And I haven't seen how they did, so got to put that on my mental list to check with them on Monday to see how things went down. And then, let's see. Um, oh, it's just history class. History class has been good. I've been I've enjoyed it. Uh, we we've been talking about the French Revolution, and I'll be honest, it's maybe it's just the way I like to teach history class. It's not about names and dates, but we were talking about like the cause of the French Revolution, and more often than not. For quite a few generations, the French monarchy was involved in foreign wars, War of Austrian Succession, War of Spanish Succession, the, the Seven Years War, a.k.a. the French and Indian War, and then, you know, the American War for Independence. They were um, spending massive amounts beyond what they were bringing in in tax revenue. But most importantly, they weren't doing anything about it. Like they, They'd known about this issue for a bit, but as that... Um, financial crisis hit in 1789, there there wasn't much else they could do except the things they were trying to avoid. And I uh, told the students, like, like this is interesting. And, and we spent the next, this last week talking about the French Revolution and the events of it. It's interesting in its own right, but more importantly, it should instruct. Like, I don't expect them to grow up to be a king or a queen of a country, but I do expect them to be a king or queen of their home, uh, a king or queen of, of their business, of their of their job site and they need to be aware of that that maybe getting involved in other people's business isn't the best way to keep your finances your house in order um and yes sometimes we will get into the pinch or maybe we try to keep up with the joneses for a while and we spend more than we make it happens i get it like i would be a hypocrite to say that i haven't done that from time to time but what i tried to reiterate was most importantly don't be like France and ignore the problem. Don't ignore the problem. If you are getting involved in other people's business, maybe pull back from that. If you are spending way more than you have, maybe pull back from that. Get a, get a side hustle. Get some more income coming in. Maybe cut some of the spending because I think that is the biggest issue. Ignoring the problem. Acting like it's not as big. Acting like it's going to go away. And we see that over and over and over again in our history textbook. And it's just, that's the lesson. Let these interesting stories, put yourself in it. Let these stories be a guide to what situations you can avoid. Because as I joke sometimes, um, I'm not going to live long enough to make all the mistakes, so I need to learn from others. Um, it wasn't all fun. We had uh, ooh, we had a, a, a teacher just, I don't know, I don't know if the just stress got to them, anxiety. We've had a few resigned, but we had one who it kind of shocked everybody. And, and I have to guess that they had people around them that wouldn't challenge them in their thinking. Yeah, that's the way I want to put it. Because I've had teachers before that um, I know of, they've quit, but 
part of it is the issues that they're complaining about. And I don't know if it's just the perspective of being in education for a while, but the issues they're complaining about, it's like they're not long term. It's like, yes, it's annoying this policy that just came down, or maybe it's annoying this procedure we have to do for the next bit. Um, but it's not the end of the world because most importantly, I got students in my class. I don't care for like, I don't care what procedure comes down the pipe. I don't care what policy is being debated, um, or changed. I get to work with students and that's the focus. And I think sometimes we, and again, I'd be a hypocrite to say I haven't been that person, but we get so obsessed with the problems and we don't see the good. And I think uh, this this colleague got into that and uh, wrote a, a not nice letter uh, and tried to pass it around to um, it just just wasn't nice just tr just wasn't nice and uh, they ended up resigning and moving on and I just had to reiterate to the people that I know the people that I you know work with it's like don't let it don't let it ever get that far like if you're frustrated come down to my room during plan before school after school shut the door vent. Tell me what the problem is. And and I'll be honest, I, I mean I told him it if if you're being ridiculous, I'm I'm gonna say like this is ridiculous, like it's not that big a deal. There's no need to quit, there's no need to like send an email, there's no need to write a letter or go yell at someone. We're just gonna we could we're just gonna admit this is annoying. This is frustrating. But it's not our priority. That's the students. And I think when you lose sight of that, you allow yourself to get caught up in office politics and you allow people to use you for their office politics and you just find yourself isolated and alone. I've been there in a younger Farnham days. It wasn't great. It wasn't fun. I was warned. I was warned by some colleagues who were like, hey, you don't need to get involved in this. And I was like, but change needs to happen. Um, I didn't listen. And I got myself in trouble a couple of times. I got talked to from principals and they were right. It wasn't that big a deal. My classroom was the big deal. And I needed to focus on that. And so it was, to me, just another reminder of if I have someone within my sphere of influence to help focus them towards that. Like, it's your students that matter. Focus on them. And for the most part, things turn out well. Uh, I've also had uh, some students who, um, I don't know if they're just getting comfortable, but some of them are like testing the boundaries. Like most of them, some of my early knuckleheads at the beginning of the year have been acting right for a while. They figured out that you know, I mean what I say and I say what I mean, and I'm not asking them to do that much. Uh, so that, that's been good. Um, I think some of them are a little weirded out that I'm not holding a grudge because I see them sometimes I'll joke and talk with them. And they're almost kind of like, like, I, I, should I, should I, can I talk back? Can, can I, right now? Can we, can we joke right now? And it's like, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, we had that thing a couple weeks ago or we had that thing even yesterday. Today's a new day. So that's been nice. But I, I did have, um, uh, a young lady who seemed to be struggling with impulse control and um, and just being appropriate for the environment they're in, and I and it was weird because I, I felt like I've been pretty good with them, and uh, so I, I had them step out in the hall and try to talk to them, and I, I just kind of told them they and they they did the classic defensiveness, like I didn't mean to. It was I was like, hey, hey, listen, like you're not in trouble, you're not in trouble mainly because we've been good. I'm just trying to say, like, what you're doing, I don't know if you realize it or not, but it's disruptive, and it's a problem, and I'm just wanting to let you know, and it's like, I don't know if, like, if I've done something wrong, like, and if I have, let me know, or if there's just, it's just life happening right now, because, you know, that's a thing, and they eventually kind of admitted that's what it is, like, life's been rough for a bit, and I was like, I get that, 
and I'd be glad to help if I can. Um, and you got to let me know, but you know, we can't act the way we're acting in here because not and like, unless I don't know, I don't think anyone in this room has anything to do with what's making your week kind of bad. And they confirmed, no, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't any of the students. It was just some other things, friends. I didn't, they didn't get into it. And I let them go, you know, it got a little misty eyed. I let them go take a break, get some water, grab something they left in another classroom and they came back. But, um, and we reset, but I, unfortunately, I don't think we reset this week because they kind of came back doing excuses and it's just frustrating, but I'll, I'll, I'll love them through it. Um, because instead of realizing that maybe it's them being awkward and, um, and not necessarily following along with the social cues going on around them. They want to pass by and do the middle school thing about what them. And I remember back in my younger days, and I can even imagine some of the teachers have to deal with this. It gets even more like weird because because uh, that used to be a thing. I haven't dealt with it for a while. But the whole thing is like, well, you're just doing this to me because you're sexist. Or you're just doing this to me because you're a racist. And um, that's that's always a touchy subject because you it's hard not to take that personal. That's a big claim that could be like serious consequences, but you have to realize they're just, they're just frustrated and looking for any kind of thing, word, phrase to excuse their behavior. And the thing is, I know that's what they're doing. If that were to happen to me again, or when the lesser versions of this happen. And I, like I said, just love them through it. Just explain it's like, no, um, I'm not treating you any different than anyone else. It doesn't matter what they're doing. And if you really want to get into it, they calmed down when I asked generically people to calm down and you continued. That's the difference. And hopefully after conversation number two this week, you know, she can get that figured out and we can move forward. If not, I'll still be here staying in where I am reminding students that, you know, you're not at home. You're not at the mall. Um, you're not in your neighborhood. You're in a classroom. And I don't believe in good or bad words or good or bad clothing or good or bad. It's just, it's what's good or bad for the environment you find yourself in. And that's it. And sometimes you don't get a grade for it, but that's such a big, big lesson that students can pick up that you don't have to be fake. It's not about being fake. It's just adapting to the environment you're in. Maybe you still are you, but you, you pull you down to like a volume seven. And then when you get back in the hall with your friend, crank it back up to 11. Have fun. Enjoy life. But we got to um, got to modulate there. And so I'm on that. I'm on that ride right now with a few students. And they'll get them there. I'm sure they're <laughs> frustrated with me. But we'll, we'll get them there. But then again, some of these uh, villains in class, I was talking with a former student. And um, they were saying they always kind of thought it was funny. They named a couple of students from uh, last year's class that they seemed like they were always you know, having to talk to or whatever. And I was like, I confirmed. Yeah, I had to sometimes. And, and, uh, I was, you know, trying to love them through it, like help them be aware of how they're coming across. And, you know, sometimes one student in particular kind of super hateful sometimes. And it was just like, Whoa, if you're wanting to come across hateful to that group or this group, then good job. But if you're not, then maybe chill. But, uh, the student was talking about how they were villains in class. And, um, but it was almost like, a they were like cartoon villains. And I think, I think that's the thing right there. You got to, you got to keep those students, those archetypal students that you have in class that kind of want to be the class clown, want to do, you know, just blurt out and cause problems. You have to keep them in the camp of cartoonish villains, because if you let them become sympathetic villains, then you lose your class. And that was something we talked about in our PLC this week is the idea of it's about, um, it's not about revenge. 
when we're dealing with student behavior. It's not about they did this thing, so I gotta make them. I gotta make them cry. I gotta make them mad. I gotta. I gotta see some emotion. It's just. It's not about revenge. It's about change behavior. And so I think uh, that's something I've always. I was explaining to this former student about is for me it was a case of, yeah, I had to work through them, but also I had to be careful how I worked through their behavior with them, because uh, we can all just kind of look around and agree and kind of nod and wink and be like, oh yeah, can't believe she or he did that. Uh, isn't that ridiculous? And, and I'll handle it in a professional way, but I can't, I can't go over the top in my reaction because then they become a sympathetic villain. And I, and that's a sure way to lose a class because if I look like I'm overly flexing my uh, teacher, my adult authority, yeah, I'm not going to get them back. And so it was a good reminder that um, that's something I need to keep working on and keep doing, but it was also, it was good to hear that uh, it was, it was noticed, even if they didn't understand my methods behind it all. Um, what else is going on? Let's see. Uh, I'll be honest, talking with that student and a few others, it reminded me how bad I am at receiving compliments because it was, it was, they were, they were complimenting me on how I handled that because they've had other teachers who just kind of belittled the student. Um, and they liked how, uh, I took care of those things. And I've had that a few times, not just the appreciation notes from the, the, the students from English too, but I've had a few students like hang out after class and just ask some questions and do some things. And then they just unbidden from me, just like, I really appreciate you. I wish there's more teachers who like handled things the way you did and taught the way you did. And, and, uh, part of me is just kind of like, like, Oh yeah, well, I'm sure there's better. And I've had to, I've had to learn to just say, you know, thank you. Thank you for the kind words. And, um, and more than anything, I got, I, I guess I'm glad I'm still worthy of those kind thoughts and words and they feel open to share them with me. Speaking of sharing, we'll finish on this. Um, here's a new theory. Boys have to have soundtracks. It was one of my, my seventh hour students. Uh, had a student who was blowing his nose and just kept making noises. And I was like, Hey man, if, I mean, if you're gonna make a production about of this, just could you step outside? Of course he's like, can I? I was like, yeah, that's fine. That's cool. Just go out there. And so he steps outside, blows his nose. And then he like, it's like, it's like a honk or, or a sigh or something. And I just haven't happened to look at a student by the door. It's like, it's like, but why does he have to make the noise? And she just very quickly said, because boys have to have soundtracks. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, my mom says like, like boys have to have soundtracks. And I was, and as I walked away back to my desk, I turned around and I was like, you know what? You might be onto something because I kind of say vroom sometimes when I go down the hall and turn corners. And so I was kind of like, whoa. And then it was not even a few minutes later that we were back in class doing something. And another boy just kind of popped off with a, or whatever. I don't remember. It's just a sound effect. And I just kind of looked at her like, whoa, your mom might be onto something. So that's kind of been um, the uh, running joke in my seventh hours a little bit about when you hear these weird noises, it's like, yeah, because boys have to have soundtracks. Because the idea, uh, I guess her mom raising a, a boy child versus a girl child, they noticed that the boy child makes a lot more noises. And uh, from personal experiences uh, of my own brain and then raising a boy child, she might be onto something. So I just find that fascinating now because I kind of see it everywhere. <laughs> the idea that boys have to have soundtracks. And uh, yeah, we do, maybe. And that's, uh, and that's all right. So, whew, been a while. Glad I'm back. Uh, we got one more week till Thanksgiving. And then it's, yeah, downhill slide till uh, Christmas break. We got this. Well, at least I do. And... If you don't, 
find someone to talk to. <laughs> Don't put it in an email or writing or anything like that because it's all about the students, ultimately. Whether they come in cranky or funny or anything in between, it's all about the students. And I, I find if I remember that, and if you do too, everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. As always, have a day.